This is NRL Boom Rookies. Episode of NRL Boom Boogies alongside me, as always, a man that craves ruck control over all other things. Mitch <laughs> DeWill. <laughs> Get everybody, look, I'm big on ruck control. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, not a lot of it on Sunday, but we'll get there. We'll start on Friday, take you back to North Sydney yeah. Oval, where the New South Wales women triumphed 14 points to four over Mitch's beloved Queenslanders. Yes. <laughs> as you know, I'm very passionate about women's origin, uh, have been for a long time. <laughs> I think because I don't hate anyone on the team, I am actually more passionate about who wins women's origin yeah. than men's origin. Um, but yeah, the Blues, they look good. Um, and a cracking crowd at North Sydney Oval. It was. Um, like I have a memory of North Sydney Oval. I think I've told this story on here before, but it's the first time I had a beer spilled to me in public because at North Sydney Oval. And it's just funny, like, you know, memories as a kid, the random ones that stick in your mind, and, like, clearly, like, I still, when I walked into the Oval, I was like, that's where it happened. I remember like, just over there, like, that old man dropped that beer on me and I smelled like beer the whole day. And when you're like eight years old, beer is like a real a real strong smell. Mm-hmm. I remember that. But yeah, the the crowd, as everyone who, who watched it obviously knew, was 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 awesome. It was rocking. It was only 10,500, but it's just one of those stadiums that, again, 10,500 felt like thirty or 40,000. There's no chance that that stadium's official capacity of 20,000 is, is attainable. Yeah, it's like, are you going to put people... In Where? the grandstand, in the members area, in this grandstands, packed like the hill was packed. Like I don't know, people were hanging out the rafters legitimately as it well. Was, like, it was it was rocking, and then we got to go on the field afterwards. So that was that was a lot of fun. It was that was good. That was that was yeah. pretty good. You were a uh, chief field goal kicker out of those those in attendance. Well, so mate, there were some it, there were some battlers. It wasn't there wasn't a strong there wasn't field. a high bar to jump over. No, but you did jump. They, I did. <laughs> well, it was more of a step. It was. There wasn't much to do. Uh, potted a few from 25. Our, a couple yeah. of our mates, who we won't name and shame, couldn't get them off the ground. Frankie. Well, yeah. <laughs> and that, that was made better by the fact that he spent the entire of the actual game talking about how he was going to go on the field and bury some field goals after the game. Well, it was like, he, he lives off this one field goal. We went down to Newtown. <laughs> and this is a true story. This one did happen. We went down to Newtown and after the game, you go on the field there. And he just did like the classic... You know, he didn't think about it much and just bang one from like 25 to 30 out through the post and that was it. So he's gone into North Sydney Oval thinking, man, I can I can kick field goals. And young little Frankie overthought almost all of them. <laughs> Not pretty. Mate, just drop it on your foot. Yeah. For the best. That's, that's how it. these things work. Just bang it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, going on the ground after, the, after it is always good fun. But yeah, in terms of the performances on the field, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, obviously, you know, Queensland were strong in the first half, but the Blues in the second half, I thought through... Um, I don't know how to say her first name, but uh, Talfa Katai, however you say her last name, mm-hmm. was killing it in, in that second half. I mean, she played the full game, and for a woman to have 16 runs, 150 metres is a lot in these games and 40 tackles. She was great. I also thought Kira Dib was um, was the better of the halves. I know Studden got the man of the match. I felt like that was more of a like you know name recognition man of the match call. I thought Kira Dib was Threw a fantastic. great pass for that Jess Sergis try. She did, she did, and the, and the Blues were all over him that half, and they did get a bit of luck on one of those. The accidental forty thirty was great. We were talking, the first one ever. I don't know, but it might be. We witnessed history. I'm like, calling it. I was talking to uh, to Maddie about it during the game, who was in attendance. Shout out to Maddie McP twenty five. Anyway, he we're talking about like I don't think they've ever kicked one. And then, we, and then one of the kicks, you know, just after that was like 10, 15 metres or whatever. And then maybe five minutes later, you know, it's the last tackle. Uh, the Blues get uh, six again. 
And so the kick that they shouldn't have done, Kiri just bangs it, like panics and bangs it, and then kicks it 40-30. And one of those ones, no one knew it was a 40-30. They're all, all the players are standing around until the re- finally the uh, referee let them know and they celebrated. But yeah, that was that was sick. And they scored off the back of that. And then, yeah, they got ahead and never looked back from that moment. But they were on top for the entire second yeah, half. Yeah, the felt. Maroons did not get a whole lot of ball in the red zone, but they didn't really look like they knew what they were doing when they got down there. Um Thought their forwards were fine, but yeah, just no class in the in the halves on the day. Yeah, I um, thought I thought the front row was pretty good for Queensland. Yeah. I thought Ballinger, Harden, and I thought um, uh, Lenarduzzi off the bench was great. I think Lenarduzzi off the bench is probably the best one out of all of them. But um, they they look good. But yeah, you're right. This is the for Queensland. You know, it would be the the highly rated spine of Brittany Braley, uh, Ali Brigginshaw, and Chelsea Baker. Uh, Jenny Suhopper is at, at, at seven, and she just come back. She's had a couple of years off or a year off. But yeah, that was you know pretty much three of the four for the Aussie spine, yeah. and I thought all three of them were pretty poor. Hmm. You know, I thought Chelsea Baker, I expected a lot more out of her. She generally takes control of the games. Brittany Braley had a goodish first half and faded, but I thought Brigginshaw was invisible. Hmm. But yeah, as you said, the Queensland they did get down there often, but there was almost nothing when they had the ball, ball in hand. Yeah, they they barely threatened. Yeah, um, and then Isabel Kelly to me also just any time she touches the ball looks likely. Is she the female Luttrell? <laughs> and they plays the, plays for the Roosters Plays in the centres Fourteen touches ca- Fourteen carries mate yeah. You think Latrell would do that That's a very good point <laughs> um, New Zealand 34 Tonga 14 Jeez uh, Who saw this coming? I mean obviously Is it an upset? Z- I don't know No no. It, well they were still well, the favourites the, the margin is Surprising Yeah I mean the, the class where it matters Has always been the problem With this, some of these sides Like you know A, a Tonga or a Samoa Stepping up and this game was, you know, the biggest example of that we've seen in a while in terms of the contest between these two teams. Sean Johnson embarrassed Asiata in the halves. You know, we all like John, John Asiata, all like joking at big man season, but these three of his defensive reads on tries that the the, uh, the Kiwi school were pathetic. He would already, he'd already pushed on to the second man before Johnson had dummied on the second one. <laughs> he'd already been looking, he was looking at the, the, the guy running the line. But yeah, Sean Johnson's class shone through. I thought Benji was pretty decent too. And Brandon Smith, I've like we've been through this before. How that no other club got that guy away from Melbourne is beyond me. But every time he plays nine and starts there, he looks likely. And he threatened all day with his running game in this game. I mean, he only carded it six times. He made 127 metres at a dummy half, a couple of line breaks. And set up a, that ridiculous try where Sean Johnson and Zorvashek both touched the ball. That was great. Uh, yeah. Them rocking off to see who got the try afterwards yeah. was good. And then Daddy Benji was like... Kids, Kids, stop it. Calm down. We, we've, we've, we've got a game to win. Yeah, but yeah, the, that, the class was the difference between the sides, I think. You know, Tonga obviously had the pack that, that played pretty decently, but as the game wore on, the Kiwis dominated more and more, and, the, and those key playmakers made, made all the difference, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, Fiji 58, 11 on 14. Um, don't really care about the game. Care about Robbie Farrah kicking a conversion for Fiji. Yeah. It was the highlight of, highlight of the weekend, some might say. Yeah. I'm not... <laughs> This is the first time in my life I think I've been drunker than Stephen Lanfranca. I think this was it. Yeah, it was. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I can't explain it, but I was absolutely blind for this game. The next one, and this, yeah. But I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy. It. I wore my Fiji rugby jersey. I got in the nineties. So in nineteen ninety eight, big Repenny Cow Cow guy. Uh, yeah, from the family trip to Fiji in nineteen ninety eight. Yep. Still like five sizes too big for me, but I'm going to grow into it as a parents think, you know. Yep. But uh, yeah, I was wearing that covered in tomato sauce from a chip incident that I would rather not talk about. Okay, <laughs> cheering on the boys and booing Robbie Farah every time he touched the ball was good fun for me. I'm I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. And um, Samoa twenty four, Papua New Guinea six. 
Another one cheering on Anthony Milford, the greatest of the boys in this game. It's quite funny, like all the rubbish here from people when he, after this game. Oh, why doesn't Milford play like that for the Broncos? It's like, well, you see, he usually does. He's not playing against his, you know, Queensland Cup players when he's playing for the Broncos. Surprising fact, you know, mm. um, in this game, like the real big difference to mine was again, it's the physicality was a difference in this game. It wasn't even the classy players who made a difference, like Milford. I thought. Guys like Paulo and Martin Tapao, they just don't make those kind of guys in Papua New Guinea. And even James Gavard off the bench was great, and so was Herman Essiesi. But Paulo and Tapao are flattening people and putting hits on in this game, and they had their way with Papua New Guinea's pack, unfortunately. And then Milford had some nice moments, you know, put a good hit on and put a couple of bombs up. Like, you know, you, you see bombs at footy stadiums, but you're at ANZ or whatever, or any or Suncorp, similar. The lighting's pretty good, so you can see the ball when it goes into the air. Two of the bombs he put up in Leichhardt went into another atmosphere. <laughs> like, well, I've lost that. There were two, like, the PNG guys had no interest in catching them, but that was it. Once they go above, like, the sight line of the lights, they almost go into darkness, and they it came back down, they left, they let them bounce. But, uh, you know, pretty as always, practice are pretty good. I feel like I feel like Leichhardt isn't the venue for them, not because I hate Leichhardt Oval, as we all know, but more so, like, around Campbelltown and it's all that It's not the demographic. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's much harder to get to. In Campbelltown, they packed it out. And these pack tests weren't packed out on this occasion at Leichhardt. You know, you can't really park in the streets near there. Yep. Public transport does exist there. But you don't, you don't like taking the family on public transport, you know, to what, get a train to the city, get a light rail or a bus back out to Leichhardt. If you're going from the like, Campbelltown area to get there, that's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. So, you know, maybe, I don't know the decisions made on that. I don't know if it's government council thing or something similar. It but was very strange. Hopefully it goes back to Campbelltown in the future. You know, just even though Leichhardt's easy for myself or for other people, just it's didn't not have easy the, for like the target market of the event. No, so. it didn't have the same vibe as Campbelltown Stadium did. I still had a great day, of course, but um, yep. just didn't feel the same. Did you have a great day on Sunday? Oh well, I slept most of it. Like okay. again, I was I was ruined. <laughs> Queensland six, then, yeah. New South Wales thirty-eight. Yeah. Well, just like we just like we predicted. predicted. Well, I mean, you did pick the Blues, didn't you? I did not. Oh, you didn't. But I'll happily take the credit yeah. for it. Okay. Uh, I think that Damon did pick the Blues. He did. So he was the smartest of us all. All <laughs> along. Well, this is one of those games that honestly, like seven or eight minutes in, I thought, we're not up for this. You know, and obviously games can swing and turn, but the whole game I was waiting for that possession swing to come back, and it just never happened. 60-40 possession throughout the game that... You know, I think the most disappointing thing as a Queensland fan wasn't the first half. You know, Blues did come out there and they really laid a good platform. And I thought, you know, I thought Dale Finucane was exceptional. I thought he really drove their line speed early. And I thought, obviously, Maloney, we were all thinking why'd they drop him when he was there. And Tommy Turbo back in the side as a difference maker, as anyone anyone would say. But apparently, the public didn't want him. That was what, funny What a one. fucking weird narrative that was. Nobody called out the Tommy Turbo selection. Literally zero people. Everyone's like, yep, Tommy Turbo can play there. Out of position. He's good. Nobody called it out, <laughs> whatever. But he showed the public. He said, no, no, people like Tommy Turbo. He's one of the probably most well-liked <laughs> yes. players. Yeah, exactly. But that was a weird one. So I thought, you know, the Blues dominated the first half. And, you know, a lot of the... I thought Napa was pathetic for Queensland. I thought Wallace was bad. I thought, you know, that was whatever. But I thought, you know what? Half-time, we're down 12, which was like almost flattering. I was like, we'll reset and come back out. You know, Queen, we're down eight of the last nine origins of half-time, you know. That we'll reset and come back out. But the second half, the start of the second half, we just capitulated. Yep. Like we gave away five penalties in the first 15-odd minutes of that second half, and two of them were ridiculously stupid. Like Michael Morgan's escort on Ferguson when he was like in touch. God, that was so dumb. And then Wallace's late hit on James Maloney. It's like, because he'd been handled by the big boys, he'll take a half out late or something, another dumb one. But those, you know, they, and then Felice had a really dumb holding down penalty that conceded two points. And, 
pretty much it was from the 40th minute to the 50, 59th minute we touched the ball twice. The rest of the time was giving penalties away. Yeah, good. Genius. Uh, yeah, James Maloney was outstanding. Um, I don't think they really lost anything with Wade Graham going into 5-8. Um, yeah. I'm not just saying that to be a smart-ass, but like genuinely. I mean, he, he laid on a try. He's, he looked good whenever he carried the ball. Um, yeah, as a stat, it's gone on everybody. Everyone's seen it now, but 17 minutes, he had a try assist as opposed to Cleary's entire origin career with none so far. But Cleary was good in defence. <laughs> he did put two he good tackles in this game. Twice. It was but great. again, it's like, I laugh when that happened again. It's like, this is not what he's in the team for. No, but also, uh, ignoring him, you, the fact that I did see some people, it, it, it is piercing. It's, it's completely yeah. piercing at this point that after the game, there were some some people taking special mention to Cleary in this win. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, there's... Literally everyone else in the team should be getting raps ahead of him right he, now. Yeah, he's not because he did anything wrong, but because he like went off injured. Yes, he played half the game, and like again, they scored thirty-eight points, and none of them came through his hands. He did touch the ball on Frizzell's try early in that. Fair enough, but that was Maloney's pass, and Frizzell's good good hands. But like, he touched the ball, and like I know he was injured, but the second half, sorry for the first half, last eighteen minutes of the first half, he touched the ball three times mm. again. Like you know, he was not the one who won them the game, and yeah, he put a couple of good tackles in, and he didn't lose do anything bad. No. by the way. but it's like, can we just stop trying to find ways to give this guy credit? Just let 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 nature take its course. You know, let's just fine. let's just credit the guys who actually did play really well, which is which was many of them. And just with that injury, we don't know yet, but he could miss game three. Yeah, I think he's missing game. Would three, this count as a Mitchell Pierce series win? I don't know if they call him up. Who else are they going to pick? Or did you reckon they'll just stick with Wade Graham? I think we need another week or two to sit on. I think they could stick with Wade Graham at the six. He also had a line break assist too for the um for the third addo, yeah. second addo card, addo card try. Yeah, but it's just um I think it might go with the way of like they might have realised oh it's Maloney's team if you get me as in he had his hands on the ball a lot. Everything he did touch the gold. Just bring my boy Cody back, Cody. Yeah, and so I think they might just go with you know what we've got. We saw all we need from our six now is that you know we have mm. Cook. Tedesco, Maloney, our six is to do his job. Yeah. And that's what Wade Graham did when he was there, and that's it. And you give the seven to Maloney, that might be it. We don't know which way they'll go. But I mean, yeah. but there's, there's always been teams throughout history that have existed like this where the six is the playmaker. Like the yeah. Dragons want to comp with Ben Hornby as the halfback in inverted commas. Jamie Sauer was the halfback. Yeah. Doesn't matter that he wore the number six on his back. And Maloney is that player and has been for several years. The optics on it's hilarious, though. People just can't get their head around that, that Maloney is the guy. Yeah. But that, yeah, I think they might now understand after, you know, last year didn't let him see that, but now I've seen him after he's come back in the team now that it's his team. And I look forward to the Blues finding a way to drop him over the offseason again because they seem to do that every time because he's Wasn't old. Wasn't he going to England? No, he's not going anywhere yet. The, oh, okay. I think Penrith will like will let Why him did go I think that? because they'll let him go, but not to right. an English to an Australian team. Ah, okay. But yeah, I, like obviously the guys who came in this side, Fanukin added a lot, and you know they kind of got lucky. His selection only came through injury, but mm-hmm. he started and he was exactly what people thought he would be in Origin. He was physical. It was yep. tough. He played and he got up in Queensland's face. Like they, they, many a time, he'd contact the guy who was running the ball at the ruck. I mean, I looked after the game and. Obviously, most of the stats are in huge Blues favour in this game. They had almost double the run metres. They had 60, 40 possession, whatever, whatever. But in the game, the Queensland only had 30 runs over 10 metres and the Blues had 75. And that's just like how many often they're getting over the advantage line throughout yeah. the game, yeah, over yeah. and over and over. But the Blues were getting up in their face and Fanukin led that a lot. And yeah. then obviously, Tommy Turbo. Again, it doesn't matter where he plays. We said this last week and he got picked, right? There's some players when they're... At a certain point, you were so good that it doesn't matter, we'll pick you. And he's one of those players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Saifidi, your boy. I thought he was fine. He's fine. Yeah. But I, I think that's one of the things people get lost in. It can still be a bad selection. 
Okay, you can play fine and still not have been there in the first place. That's just not, it's not it's not all won and lost or judged based on the result at the end of the game. You know, because again, there've been bad selections and winning teams. You know, Queensland have won series is picking Nate Miles when he was cooked. Queensland won a series picking Dane Nielsen and kept him in there. They won a series with Justin O'Neill. Like those weren't good selections. You know, Saifidi was fine, but you know, was he the reason they won or lost? No. Was he ever going to be? No. But it's like. The realm of outcomes was always he's probably likely going to be fine. It's just that he didn't deserve to be there. He hadn't earned the jersey, in my opinion. And I still stand by that. Yep, fair enough. And I mean, again, I don't want to get too, too long. But don't people come at me, oh, he made 100 metres, he was good. It's like, if you want to go further into stats again, his first stint, for the first 20-odd minutes, he had, he had four runs, and three of them were ret- returning restarts. Yep. It's like, I was watching on the TV. But the other one was the play the ball before a try, to be fair. Yeah. It was, it was a good run. No, it was a play before before the play the ball. Was it? They will they try, try to credit it for some oh, reason. Right. Okay. I think so. Anyway, fake, fake news from our boy Nick Campton. He, he like maybe it was played before the try, but anyway, like he was fine. But that's not trying to act like he was great or good sure. or anything. He's there you know, in terms of the starting pack, I thought mm. he, you know, he was the least performing of the blues. Yeah, I but think, he, he, he was solid. Again, one of the one of those games again, no blue had a bad game. No, correct. Um they dominated that much. Uh, Jake, they used Jake Turbo so much better. And it's good to see the Mad King learning from his mistakes. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, that's one of the things to their credit, I guess, is that, you know, they left Frizzell on the edge finally for a whole game and Jack Turbo played bulk minutes. Mm-hmm. They did kind of figure the rotation out a bit better. And yeah, the, what they started with, Paul Vaughan off the bench and Saifidi starting was a better rotation. Yeah. With Fanuka. Vaughan looked great when he came on, especially when a few of those Maroons were tired. He ripped in. He, I think his yards per K would have been quite high. I don't have the top of my head, but yeah. he looked really good. He did. Um and yeah, Murray, Murray obviously strange to go from playing like what was the most minutes of any Blues forward in game one to yeah. probably the fewest in this game, probably close to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all right. He still looked okay every time he touched the ball. Um, yeah. yeah. And you, Tedesco, uh, the little under eights try assist. How good was that? <laughs> Just running off around the side of the side of the defensive line. Yeah, no, he, he had a fantastic game and. I guess that's one of the things that, you know, Tommy Turbo brought something there that not many centers do. He pretty much, he left his position often, which is fine because he supported the middle when they needed it. Mm-hmm. And he popped up well for it, that great pass from Tedesco. But yeah, Teddy looked likely almost every time he touched the ball in this game. He did. He's, he's Callum Park, Callum Pong, I thought a really tough game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, got dunked on by Turbo for that first try and then couldn't really, couldn't really find a way into the game. I mean, it's not mm. his fault. I mean, they were getting their forwards were getting belted. They had no ball, as you said. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Oh, it's uh, one of those things, though. It's like you know, he made a, he did make that mistake there when he let Tommy Turbo put him on a post. And this is one of those things: get your hand on the ball somehow, Kalen. Doesn't matter, like something. You can't, and you're in your in goal. You can't let the other guy catch it. Like <laughs> you can't let him catch it. Um, you can tackle him, by the way. He's, he's an attacking player. True. Uh, there was that. There was then a few minutes later, the rain just started pouring down and he threw the ball to Corey Oates, like standing on the sideline. Oh, line. that was a bad pass. Like, are you stupid? Like, you don't give the guy to a ball, the guy in a worse position than you, let alone when it's in the wet. And this is not to knock, like, Ponga, we all know he's a quality talent, but again, we get so sick of guys being put in a pedestal before they earn it. You've got to be the prince before you're the king. Okay, he's not the king. He's still learning. Tedesco is still a better fullback than him, and this is one of those games that you see that. Like, there was talk before the week, during the week, sorry, that, oh, maybe Ponga's going to take Tedesco's Australian jersey. <laughs> It's ridiculous talk. I don't think so. He's got to take Tommy Turbo's Australian jersey before he takes Tedesco's, you know? I think Tommy Turbo's still a better fullback than, than Kalen is. 
But yeah, you know, he had a tough game and he'll learn from that. But that's that's part of it. Let's stop acting like the guy's a finished product. He's got some things to learn still. Yeah. Shout out to a friend of the podcast, Trent Slats, for his um Simpsons meme of Dane Gagai. Well, that was mean from getting us us getting why do we get South Gagai? It wasn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> Someone set this thing to Souths. <laughs> did they? Yeah. Well, although uh, he did have that one uh, moment uh, where he like caught the ball that was practically on the ground one handed yeah. and then tiptoed along the sideline so I'm not gonna yeah. get touch and I was like, you prick. At Souths, you like catch that and then get disinterestedly pushed into touch, making no effort to stay in. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those games, obviously the forwards lost that battle, but I was disappointed in the rest of the players because one thing with Queensland's last 10 or so years is quite often we haven't had the better forward pack, but we've had ways of like, you know, a Chambers or a Gagai or an Oaks or similar will actually come in and do a bit of the forwards job for them and make a lot of good meters. And that just wasn't there from Queensland in this game. There's other occasions too is that when we're starting to get hammered, getting hammered early in the game and the Blues really pushing their line speed and really hitting the, the one-out hit-ups. There wasn't enough variation in, in the Queen, in Queensland yardage sets to, to get out of there. Like That's some of those times, you know, sometimes you see a half come in and just, you know, turn a forward back under or do some basic stuff around the ruck. All he's doing in there is buying some space and time for his forwards. And I think we needed someone like DC to come in field a few times and do that kind of stuff. But yeah, we got some South Gagai, as you mentioned, though. It's like, is it, so is Origin Gagai really Wednesday Gagai? Is that what it is? Oh, shit. Sunday night. Well, he got us. He must call up at training. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say one thing, though. I thought Ben Hunt was Queensland's best player. I mean, you know, he he certainly, you know, tried a few things that didn't work. But that was the point in this game. Like, I mean, he didn't give up in terms of trying to get his team back into the game. Right to the end, I know we're down 18 points or so. And I actually got frustrated at one of the kicks he put in. But he did kick a 40-20. He's got the origin record for 40-20s already. But like, he was trying to make things happen for his team all the way through. And you know, sometimes you fail doing that. But that's what you want to see from, from the playmakers. And I was disappointed not to see the other guys put their hand up. But at least Ben Hunt was putting his hand up right to the end to try and win them this game. What changes would you make for game three? If any. I mean, I think Jared Wallace is cooked for Origin. I don't think he plays Origin again. I think he was pretty much card stamped before this game, but then a couple of injuries. And I think it was Christian Welch was out for a few weeks. He didn't get picked before him either. He got a chance again. And I thought, yeah, I thought him and Napa were embarrassing, to be honest. Like, they didn't drive through contact at all when they hit the line. They actually didn't look like they had much interest in running the ball. And then, you know... Wallace's big man play was chopping the legs out of James Maloney. And whilst the game was pretty much already over, again, we're down 14, mate. You can't do that. That's stupid. And he got he got hooked instantly. So that makes you feel like that guy, that's it. Hooked instantly. And I, I, so I'd let, I'd let Wallace out of the team. And then Gla- Tim Glasley and Narp, I'd probably get rid of both of them as well. But it's just like hard to get make that many changes with what we've got, the cattle we've got. So probably... I'd want, I'd want Napa out, but I feel like they'd take Glasby out. And then it would be Joe O back in and Christian Welch goes in. And Joe Arrow's not fit, but if Arrow was fit, I'd obviously put him straight back in. There's maybe I'd play Corbin Sims over Dylan Napa if Sims had a couple of good weeks. And that's just not because... Like, Sims hasn't had a great season. He's only been back a few weeks. But just Napa's just not good enough at the moment for me. I mean, he was just nowhere in this game. We needed way more from him. Yeah. And then the other change I'd potentially make is... I don't like the idea of Gagai defending in the centres, but he's only defending Jack Whiten, who's not really the world's greatest threat. I think maybe I might go Gagai to centre, Kyle Felt to the wing, and Morgan to the 14. So I think Morgan kind of got, you know, talented, good guy, talented player, but kind of been a bit found out. I guess the move to, to halfbacks made a bit different to his years at six, and, you know, it doesn't look as good at, at centre as we had hoped he would have been. And I think Felt would add something to the team. Yeah. 
I you mean, know, I, I think that was I, that was how I had the team lining up before game one. So. Yeah, and and you know, I'm not really about um, I really don't like Embiid at, at the 14 with the way they're using him right now. Like there doesn't seem to be a plan to use him if there's not an injury. So I don't want that anymore. And we need to find ways because Morgan was one of them. We need to find ways to get something happening in the middle that's not just a traditional way. It's, you know, and that maybe Morgan comes on in that role. Well, the other idea I don't mind is I don't mind the idea of playing Milford 14 and actually bring him on at six after half an hour and then at months to do the roaming role around the middle and see what happens. But I do think we'll probably see Joe Oback and, and Christian Welch in, but I wouldn't change much else. I mean, I know it was a terrible loss, but like a, a million changes isn't going to fix it for us. You know, dip for the Blues. Yeah, but have, we haven't got the players to do that with. That's true. And then on the Blues side, I would think Clemmer would probably come back in for Saifidi and they figure the six out. But Yep. What that is, I don't know. Well, we'll find out. All right, let's pick next week's games. Thursday night, Bank West Stadium. West Tigers, South Sydney. Well, it is one of those ones It's like, I've got to see your cattle that you've got on the field. That is true. So, we don't know until tomorrow. Murray didn't play obviously. very many minutes and he backed up on two days two days rest for yeah. after game one. So, we'd be pretty close to a full-strength South team here bar Adam Reynolds and Tom Burgess. Is Sam going to be back? I'm not sure. Actually, yeah, you're uh, right. Who knows? No. So, I'm going to pick South anyway, though. Mm. A bit of rest and, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll pick South as well. Why not? Uh, Friday, 6 o'clock in Wollongong. St. George, Illawarra, North Queensland. Take the drag. Dragons. God, they're pretty shit. They are no, pretty shit. Bad. Well, the Cowboys just announced uh, Scott Drinkwater, so he might no. might start this game at fullback, but we'll see. Cool. Uh, 7.55 in Adelaide Oval. Uh, Sydney Roosters, Melbourne Storm. This... Uh, Traditional rivals down in Adelaide these days. <laughs> they had a banging game here, I think. Was it two years ago? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, they did. Um, last anyway. year, wasn't it? I don't remember. No, because Pierce kicked a field goal. For yeah, them, two years so ago. So that couldn't have been last year. Uh, Storm? Sure, why not? Again, one of those things. They, they usually, we can pick before Team List Tuesday pretty well, but I, after the two-week break, week break, it's hard to know who's actually back fit. I'm yep. going to go with the Storm, assuming that there's no Kiri back yet for the Roosters and the Storm back up well. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Saturday, 3 p.m., Gold Coast versus Manly. Manly. Yep. 5.30, Newcastle versus Brisbane. Well, I told you last time how bad Brisbane are away from home. Yeah. But uh, here's hoping we can ride the ship because, uh, you know. I'll take the Knights. Losing to the Knights, yeah. So, like, you know, we've said to this the other day, obviously I still like watching Origin and that kind of stuff. But Origin losses don't really hurt anymore. You're just so used to it. But Broncos losses hurt a lot more. Losing to the Knights in, in Newcastle will, will, will sting. Will you be betting a case of beer on this game? Uh, well, someone will take it. Yeah, sure. Good, good man. And 7.35 in Darwin. We're going all around the country this week, aren't we? Adelaide, Darwin, Newcastle, well, We've got Gold the Perth Coast. attendance record, so Perth. that's nice. <laughs> uh, Parramatta versus Canberra. Yeah, Raiders. Yep. Yeah, same. And then Sunday. Oh, Auckland, uh, Mount Smart, Auckland as well. Yeah. Another, another city. So... <laughs> Uh, Warriors Penrith, I'll take the Warriors. Well, the uh, Panthers get that no knife in Cleary boost, so. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> what? But uh, I'm going. I'm going to take uh, the Warriors. And four o five to round it off in Sydney, the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Cronulla Sharks. Yeah, uh, the Sharks. I think we picked too much of the same stuff there, haven't we? But I don't think we did. Oh, I tipped the Knights. I think that was the only thing we yeah. disagreed on. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Randrandra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Randrandra. News. 
Um, we didn't talk about this in the origin period, but uh, Moses Hembo nearly died. Had an anaphylactic shock. And had that to was, be... uh, well, apparently he didn't really die at all. It's just that was pumped up, as always. Queen, classic Queensland. Classic Trying journos. to make themselves the underdogs. Like, class, yes, you can die from anaphylactic shock, but apparently he just, like, you know, had something, electric reaction, got checked on, he was fine. And I understand that the Tigers were, like, were not told and were pretty pissed off about yeah. it. Minutes from dying. I mean, we're all minutes from dying. I guess it just depends on how many minutes. <laughs> Jeez. What we are? Well, without Dale here, someone had to bring a philosophical <laughs> side to this podcast, and that was you. Uh, the Blues are... Sorry, I've lost this. Lost it. Okay, well, I'll go. So, Scott Drinkard obviously said, signed with the Cowboys. We also had Solomon Carter and uh, Max King go to the Storm. I'm not going to be writing home about Solomon Carter, even though I don't mind the guy. Like People all seem to be thinking slam dunk for the Storm. I'll wait and see because they've managed to change those tendencies out of him over the years at the Warriors, so I'll wait and see how it goes. But Max King's got some promise. I don't mind that. Um, in terms of injuries... We don't know how bad Tim Glasby's elbow is. Originally, I thought he like broke it when it happened last night, but he's in doubt for Friday. Callum, Saturday, sorry. Callum Pong was also in doubt for Saturday. Uh, Adam Reynolds and Braden Burns are probably back for Thursday, which is huge for South. Uh, Kurt Baptiste tore his ACL playing for the Kummels, unfortunately. Uh, Cleary's also in doubt for, for game three of origin with uh, syndesmosis, the classic injury. But yeah, mid-season transfer window is still open, it seems. Only a couple of days until uh, June 30 when, when, it, when it lands. But yeah, Carter, King and uh, Drinkwater, the, the shuffles all happen again. Uh, I'm sorry, I found it. The Blues were almost without Tyson Frizzell before game two. Why is that? he had neck spasms while playing with his baby son. And Ryan Madison was like, on the verge of playing, apparently. Oh, my God. So a lot of weird, weird yeah, juju going on over in Perth. Very weird juju. Oh, yeah, and also uh, Harry Grant, a hooker, got promoted to the Storm Top 30. Doesn't mean that much, but he, he's a talented young player. Oh, how about Joshua Wyatt also actually got charged with something finally, which is weird. What was it? Like he's actually going to miss a game for dangerous contact on uh, on uh, James Maloney. That's surprising. But yeah, usually he just uh, he gets like his seventh or eighth, you know, contrary conduct, and he keeps playing. The system works. He pays his fines. He goes about his job, and yeah. that job is being a grub. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Question time. Uh, first question, Pat Lawrence, 26. Should the rugby league rulebook be rewritten in horse racing analogies so commentators understand and effectively communicate referee decisions? I did enjoy Fatty just getting fed by Rabs last night when he didn't know the rules on the penalty try. I mean, it's, it was the funny thing about it was like he pretty much verbalised what the rule actually was when he was criticising it. Like at first he's like, doesn't the rulebook say it guarantees it? No, it doesn't say that. And then they give it and he's like, oh, so what? Is it just his opinion, is it? And it's like the rule book literally says in the referee's opinion, <laughs> like, you've got mad by valid. You validate the rule by getting mad at it. Like that's what the rule book says. It is about opinion. Old fat didn't have a great night on the comps. He didn't stick to telling stories about your dick after the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, that was a blatant penalty try. It was yeah. done from Jack White, and with you know, stupid- even Joey said it was a penalty try. Yeah, well, he's on the Blues coaching. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, Jack Whiten's known for a dumb play or two. And yeah. yeah, dumb from him. Yeah. But uh, what, go, Chambers almost scored whilst getting dragged down before. <laughs> yeah, he was one bounce away from scoring yeah. anyway. Like, and we can't be certain. Gosh, don't yeah. start me. Yep, Batsy Triple Eight. Did Origin mean more to Bungard when South sucked? Because for him, it's never been more important than these last seven years. Nah, it's never meant anything. Sorry to say, it's funny. It's like the Broncos sucked this year, and Origin doesn't mean any more to me. I don't know. Like, I still obviously enjoy Origin and I like talking about it and all that kind of stuff, but it's like 
Queensland win or lose, obviously I've heard them win, but I couldn't. If like I said this before, I said to you guys before, I'd take yep. one Broncos Premiership over fucking. I will say, Origins. I did care more about like South players getting picked for Origin, like when yeah. South were really shit. Like when Ashley Harrison got picked for the Maroons, I was really happy just because yeah. I liked Ashley Harrison, but I didn't care who won. Yeah. I think it's also for me as well, it's like I care more when I actually like the team and like I don't like a lot of the Queensland players anymore. Like, so, like, you know, I'm not out there. You know, Jairo was missing for this game, for example. So is Joe O, whatever. But I'm not out there. Like, I'm not passionately, you know, charged to cheer for, you know, Dylan Napa, Tim Glasby, and Jared Wallace with DCE and all that. I'm not, like, you know, fired up for that team. It doesn't really speak to me in those levels, if you get me. I don't love a lot of the players. But, you know, the Dynasty team I cared a bit because obviously I enjoyed that you wanted to keep winning it in a row. <laughs> it was funny that they kept winning. Yeah, it was. Uh, what will the score be when Milford kicks his field goal this week? Oh, I hope it's 53 deal again. It's going to be eight all in eight the eight. first half, <laughs> and then Brisbane are going to lose twenty six to nine. Yeah. <laughs> when is it too early to get into NFL fantasy? It's never too early, mate. Mitch and a couple of other blokes in our NFL chat have been talking about taxi squads for the yeah. past week. Don't know what that means. I'm in dynasty but leagues, but yeah, it's one of those funny things. It's like the sport only goes for like sixteen weeks of the year. Really, you play fantasy for yeah, but there's like guys who are dedicated to like fantasy analysis, draft analysis, who correct. do these jobs all year round. Good on them. Yeah. Nerds. Okay, and uh, Moretti EH, did Napa not put in a shift? <laughs> it's, you know did what? Not. He did not. He did not put he in a shift. He did not put in a shift. <laughs> uh, Jack Cronin, sorry to go full Bill Simmons on you, but is the trails dropping the most of the line such highly publicized selection in the last decade? Slating me see out and Glasby for the first time are two of the only ones who spring to mind as somewhat comparable. Yeah. I can't remember a dropping being so... Oh, people were pretty... I rate when Pierce came back in 2015. Yeah, I think Pierce has always uh, publicised his promotions and dropping, but Latrell's is definitely up there. As you as you said, he kind of nailed Glassby's first selection when nobody knew who he was. He got hammered, and again, was it a good selection? Just we won the they game. They won, so yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then um, Slater's though Slater's was, was something else because obviously everyone went nuts before. Then Queensland lost, and then whatever. <laughs> there you go. See, so just could, the. We lost bad. So Moses Embiid was a good selection in game one this year, a but a poor one. selection in game two. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. But, uh, but so the trails dropping's right up there. There was yeah. people coming out of the woodworks to bag him, which is very un un blues esque in terms of uh, Latrell. If you get me, Latrell. It's weird. He's like we've been through this already, but you've been the most hyped player of the last two or three years. It's weird that this incident made us Latrell guys. I'm, yeah, I'm not a Latrell guy, but I'm like we are now. Yeah. We're a Latrell podcast. It's like, yeah, he's never as good as people said he was. He's not as bad as they're saying he is now, you know? Yeah, and you had like, I, I can't imagine a time where I would have thought that like fuckwits like Mark Latham would be pontificating about origin selections. But Oh, my God. Oh, the, the, um, the national anthem takes. Again, half the Queensland team didn't see the anthem yesterday. That's probably That's why, why they lost. lost definitely. Billy A. Sonny and I. What's the most ridiculous criticism you've seen get given to a player's performance? I think there's always... I feel like there's always more ridiculous ways to credit people than there is to, to take things away from yeah, them. Yeah, the problem with this question is that players almost never get bagged on TV, like, at yeah, all. ever. Like, the ridiculous ones, are, again, like, when they try to... Like, for oh, example... I like the intent when something doesn't work. I yeah. love that one. Or, like, again, like, we had that situation when Ponga got moved back to fullback against the Raiders, and the, the Raiders scored... A, sorry, the Knights scored a try with nothing to do with Ponga, and they credited Ponga for distracting the Raiders. You know, well, you just get back to the fullback and have to think about it. So, man, he just stood on the other side of the field. Like, that kind of thing. When they're looking at credit players for the things they weren't even involved in, it's like, calm down. But it's very rarely players are criticised for that. Some of the Luttrell criticism this week has been hilarious. So, for a guy who knows he doesn't work his arse off, people finding, like, support runs in the 12th minute that weren't he, he wasn't supporting on, 
turn it up. The whole team wasn't supporting some of those, you know? Yeah, that was a bit rough. Yep. Uh, Pat Lawrence 26. You're free from moral objections. What do you decide to start, to, sorry, decide to start a GoFundMe for? Uh, Cancelling State of Origin? That's what you'd start on. No, no. Would mine would be to develop a drug that stops Adam Reynolds from getting one or two week injuries. Would it be? Yeah. Mine would develop a drug to forget Anthony Seabold ever existed. Wow. <laughs> strong, strong from you. <laughs> can I take a Wayne Bennett drug, actually? Wayne's World or something. We all just live in Wayne's World. We do. Well, Wayne's wait. World. Can we start a GoFundMe to kickstart Wayne's campaign for Prime Minister? Yes, and immortality as well. He, he can let him live forever. He would actually win if he ran for Prime Minister. Would he? Yeah. Mate, Everyone yeah. in Queensland would vote for it. <laughs> so if he ran as a Labour candidate, he would win. Yeah, well, let's do it. Yeah, why not? Why not? And he still say as coach let's of South and coach of England. <laughs> yes, that is true. Wayne Bennett, Cam Smith, 2022. Yeah, make it happen. Huddux PSN. Should I have guest featured tonight as I'm working in Sydney this week? Well, great question to ask. <laughs> could have come on. You could have. Too late. Wayne messages like any time before we literally started the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean 86 Do you think Joshua Guy wishes he played for Samoa this weekend instead and tormented <laughs> some more Papua New Guinea hits? <laughs> Definitely. 100%. Loves a grubby win, old uh, Joshua Guy. Frank Young's got 987. Who sucks the most? Fatty for actively arguing against the rules. Mm. Leichhardt Oval for existing in 2019, like it's 1973. Mm. Or the Maroons. Leichhardt Oval. Leichhardt Oval sucks. It's so shit. It is. It just even I'm, North Sydney Oval was better, and North Sydney Oval has not had any work done to it since like the 1930s. Yeah, it's one of those things. Again, people always argue me, but Leichhardt Oval agreed. It is great when it's packed and it's 20 degrees on Sunday afternoon. But pretty much every rugby stadium in the world is good when it's packed and it's sunny in the afternoon. Okay, yeah. let's judge it on what it's usually like, and that's what it was like Saturday, like 10k there at night, and no one gives a shit, <laughs> and, you, and you can't see anything. You can't see anything. Yeah, no, not great. Like, I think I prefer Brookvale to it. Like, that's the level it's on. Shunner's back. Should the media have retrospectively crowned Roger Fabry the speed whisperer instead of the sprint trainer everyone uses? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, what title would you give yourself for what you already do to add some mystique? Assuming, Mitch is the, assuming that Mitch becomes a stat whisperer. No, I would give the Milford yeller. Let us yell at him more, Gabe. Just encouragement. <laughs> that the whispering. Yeah, be the words whisperer. The milk screamer. That's what I'll be. The, you're the milk screamer. <laughs> yeah. There we go. And there's the title of the episode. Yeah, it has a good take. It has good uptake, though, the milk screamer. Yeah. I was just encouraging him to just sort the boys out all Saturday night. Just sort it out, Milfy. He did sort it out. <laughs> he sure did. LVO5. Here we go. Is it why is it solely. Rely solely on stats when assessing players' form for selection. Do they tell the whole story? No, and I've yeah, never you told you that. Fucking nerd. Yeah, no, and I've never said that they do. It, they you back did. up. They, no, the yeah, I remember story. it very clearly. The full story. Yeah, yeah. No, they, it's, it's one of those things like stick your spreadsheet up your butt. I hate people who only rate players full on stats, <laughs> even though they work with stats, because that's just, that's not how it works, you know. It, it, but they're part of the story. They, they, you know, there's, there's, the, you know, they're not part of the whole pie, but they're a slice of it. Sure, yeah, you know, the whole pie. So. Safidi had a fine game, and I'll happily admit that, but I don't believe he should have been there, and that's just a fact. I mean, again, other guys have had good games in Origin who shouldn't have been there in the first You're place. You're so salty. Oh, Why are you so, so salty? salty? Yeah, so salty. <laughs> that's what come come at me next. Salty, Daniel Safidi's living rent-free in your head. Definitely. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, we've been through this. But after, I, think, I don't know if I said it on the podcast. After the podcast, I think I said it's unfortunate because like, I like Daniel Safidi, but he just shouldn't have been there. But he's fine. But uh, anyway, Pytho... Pythagorean NRL. Who had the worst weekend at fullback? Chelsea Baker, Kalen Ponger, or Eden Gebby? Not a good look for some of the Doyle's boys. Uh, like Eden Gebby for Pat Papua New Guinea was terrible. 
Milford Bombs killed him. Uh, Chelsea Baker was pretty invisible. Might be her purely because you can't really expect Caelan Ponga to take over a Origin game, but, but you can expect her to take over over because she's she's already theoretically been, so much better than supposed, most of the players on the field. Supposed to be one of the best players in the world. Yeah, yeah it might be her. Uh, Corey Goat, should Queensland set up a GoFundMe to help with their non-existent defense? Yes. <laughs> God, they really should. God, they were bad. Get his ruffle on for game three, mate. What do you think about that? Yep. Why not? Can you imagine? Sort it out. If any, if any, um, if any organization and sport is so uh, unethical that they would bring back. Israel Flair for Game 3 it is Queensland and oh, Rugby it? League well if it means winning mate sacrifice anything <laughs> that's all that matters yeah. uh, Manny McP25 can I become a Samoan citizen of never been to Samoa before just marry one yeah, yeah. marry Samoa that hard you can kind of sneak your way in I think uh, Damon Lee Berg on that's last week's guest he's on oh, Twitter he's, now he's tweeting yeah. if Safidi loves Petro is Petro Queensland Safidi yes yes tough to argue with <laughs> MJ Eagle twenty three with the success of taking an Origin game to Perth and next year's game to an Adelaide. Where do you think next the NRL should go next? London maybe to the new Spurs Stadium. Um, uh, no, look, Dubbo. Well, we're, we're, not, we're not taking enough games to the country. Well, we've for some of the few people who are actually on board with that from day one, moving yeah, taking it's, games. It's to fair. Yeah. It's fair if there's one in each host city and one in a neutral venue. And we've said it before: no other sport in the country has three of something like this they can just take somewhere, and it sold out. It holds the attendance record at Perth, and it looked great on TV. It looked perfect. So, uh, where we'll go next? Adelaide's though? tough because I wouldn't want to watch a rugby league game at Adelaide Oval. And how much too small? Obviously. New Zealand definitely should get one of them. I know it's oh, in that'd Australia. Be, that'd be pretty But cool. they love Origin too. They'd fill the cake tin. Who would? Uh, League analyst says, is it possible to claw your way back into a game if the opening kickoff is 10 metres short of the desired distance? So, sorry, say that again? Is it possible to claw your way back into a game if the opening kickoff is 10 metres short of the desired distance? So this is like when Kevy was asked what went wrong in the game and he meant like everything and he mentioned the kickoff didn't go far enough. Yep. And apparently it's not possible to claw your way back into a game if the kickoff oh. doesn't get far enough. Looks like the numbers back up Kevin Walter's opinion. They do. Oh, throwing, He said he threw him by on to win the game. It's like, mate, you were down by 32 <laughs> points. <laughs> go, out, go out there and rattle a few cages, yeah. Moses. Lofty expectation for Moses at the end there. Is, oh, Swarzy says, an undefeated prop, Daniel Safidi owed an apology. Yeah, I guess. No, he got a paycheck. Apologise. No. Apologise. You apologise. I'm sorry, Daniel Safidi. There you go. See? Messer Ansgar Ozil. How long until Queensland realised how much of their success came from Inglis and either play Morgan on the halves or select an actual centre on the left edge? Greg Inglis was very good. I think we should spend the next hour talking about how good Greg Inglis was. I mean, I'm here for it. Okay. Uh, Yes, we do miss having one of the all-time greatest players in our team. It's a a shock. Is having the best ever Origin player not playing Origin this year a detriment to Queensland. Look, we'll have to look into it. I have to pull some stats up later <laughs> and then let you know. Is a halfback playing centre as effective as playing arguably the best centre ever at it, centre? It, uh, maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll work this out. I love that I'm saying Greg is arguably the best centre ever when he only played like a quarter of his NRL games at centre. Yes. But he might be. Yeah. So. Exactly right. Uh, and then he said, also said, do you think Latrell saw Jack Whiten's yardage meters last night and considered that maybe he should start trying to do similar? No. <laughs> nah. No, he's, he's, never, he's, he's never decided to do some work in, in, on his rugby league career, mate. He never loves a yardage carry. 
But yeah, Whiten is like the anti Latrell. No talent or work, mate. <laughs> People love him. Let him work hard. I love that. He's he's a rich man's Keegan Hicks, bro. Yeah. No, he is. Like, yeah. We talked about this because like, we got into a little argument with a couple of our friends because they were, oh, but Whiten's running hard. I was like, yeah, but he literally gave the other team a try. And yeah. nearly gave them another one through missing a tackle. Yes, like, and then shoulder charge Matt Gillett and didn't get penalised. But like these are stupid things Jay Whiting does. Like yeah, <laughs> as a Queensland fan, I, he, he's one of the guys you want on the other team because you know he's got might do something boneheaded at any moment. Yeah, yeah. but he's like one. Of, uh, this is this thing that is more probably prevalent in rugby league than any sport, but it does occur in other sports like hustle players, scrappers. Yeah. Like it's like, and you ignore all the bad things they do. Yeah, because they're trying hard. Exactly right. They're hustle players, mate. Uh, King Levius or Levi yes, I don't know what he's supposed to say who's attendant mounting an effective defence is worse this week Falau or the Maroons wow definitely Maroons because at least somebody got behind Falau I'm enjoying this crossover it's yeah. good uh, Warwick Ahern don't know if this was addressed at the time of his move but Mitch what were your thoughts on Maguire leaving the Broncos I personally wasn't upset he left with the talent coming through but happy for the fact Broncos didn't need to deal with his, with his on-field bullshit it's one of those ones. I'm a Josh Maguire fan, and I still enjoy him at Origin level. But yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, look, I'm not upset with him going, but also at this point now, it's like, oh, we handed the team to a bunch of kids who didn't really take it. We just gave it to them. So I'm, I'm not upset he left. It kind of was his time, but there's also certainly some times that you miss you miss someone doing some grubby stuff and pissing the other team off. You know, uh, CM Kushup. You think? Thinking of Chambers slapping Safidi and Maguire shot on Maloney, who are your five grubbiest current players and top five all-time grubs? Well, you named two of the five current grubs. Oh, maybe three of the five current grubbiest might be Chambers, Safidi, and, and Maloney. Sorry, and Chambers, Maguire, and Maloney. I'll be rounding that out with Sam Burgess yeah. and Sulu Yeah. Well, Paul Gallen's grubs really dropped with his old age. He's all-time. He's on. an all-time grub, but yeah, yeah Vunavalu is the grubbiest player in the game currently. Don't at me. Yep. <laughs> um, all-time grubs, Paul Gallen, Anthony Watmo. Greg Bird. Greg Bird. Michael Man, Ernest, people wonder why we, I never cheered for the Blues. Yeah, I know. We just named like their starting back row yeah. for five years. There's, oh, Luke O'Donnell's an all-time grub. Was he a grub or just a dangerous lunatic? Both. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if grubs... Oh, Billy Slater. Billy Slater, oh, yeah. And then does does Michael Ernest make it or is he just an all-time niggler? Mm. All-time niggler, probably. He's not really a grub. He's more of a niggler. Yeah, he is. Same, same with Chrissy. He wasn't really a grub. He yeah. a niggler. Uh, Noms 11. Should we start a GoFundMe for Luttrell? For what? I don't know. Fire him some defense? I don't uh, know. I mean, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> if I set it up and then put it at the bottom, there are no guarantees this money will go to Latrell Mitchell. <laughs> which <laughs> I love. By the way, like, was that not the most insane? Like, I mean, obviously it was incredibly depressing mm-hmm. that that GoFundMe made so much money. Um, but the funniest part about that was there was a paragraph on that which read like, there is no guarantee this money will go to his legal fund. You are just giving money to Israel Folau. Yes. Thanks. Thanks. Thank $3 you. $3 million. Yeah. He's re- literally replacing his ARU contract. He's like, why don't I just take the money and then pull it out of the, out of the legal battle? Got my money back. It's very very Christian Look, of them all. I don't too. want to give him any airtime because I think all the negativities gives him more airtime than the positivity, but yeah. Funny. I mean, I think our audience is going to be like not almost close to 100% against him. So, yeah. Um, I think it's fine to talk about. It. I don't think we're going to push anyone in the opposite direction. No, I just think it's sad. The whole thing was just really sad. And if I read one more Facebook comment about freedom of speech and human human rights infringements, people yes. going that far. 
If you read one more Facebook comment in general. I guess. But sometimes <laughs> I read the Facebook comments on stories I wrote and they're positive. Yeah. Not often. Not often. But like one in like 30. <laughs> someone did something nice maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like today, someone was like, good ratings. Agree on Cleary. And I was like, thank you. There you go. Yeah. And Nob's the next question. How long till Carter is the best center in the game? Nah, not happening at the Storm. It might. Uh, it won't. But what if it does? What if? Well, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, but it's the Storm. This is what they do. They make players good. And they also have... They, they, they're like, again, they're no, like the Patriots. their centers have always been good. They, they're like the Patriots. We said this before. They take a lot of shots and people forget about the ones that didn't work out. They forget about Nate Miles and they forget about Albert Vette even last year to now. They forget about uh, Cassiano. Like, these guys take a lot of shots at these players, which is what, which is a good thing like to apart, do. Apart from Shandor, like, most of the backs they picked up have worked. Like, Sisawanga looked good when he played for them. Like... There's just random guys that picked up off the scrap heap who look good. There is. Which, so, like, I, I'm struggling to think of backs that they picked up that were bad. Uh, they actually made Chase Blair look okay, which exactly. is Exactly. But, uh, well, I mean, uh, they also less opportunity for backs that they travel through, though. True. I'm sure we could pull them up if we wanted to. I but, guess. Uh, but, but it uh, feels like, like, I feel like, but it just, I mean, it feels like they would have a higher success, purely because all the good examples that you brought up were forwards. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm hope he works out there, but I'm just not saying it's not a slam dunk already. We'll see how he goes. Mm. Uh, David Hunter, if every team had to merge with another to make eight teams, what would be the best? as much interesting mergers. He okay. said, very North Melbourne, Electric Storm, St. George, Illawarra, Townsville, Drag Boys. <laughs> yep. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Gold Coast Tigers, the Brisbane Broncos can ma- merge to be the Brisbane Broncos. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, which We'll take just Jairo back. You can have with the rest of them, whatever, we'll just take Jairo. You don't want Ash Taylor? No. Okay. You don't want AJ Brimson? No, look, it's a hard one. We've got Darius Boyd, so yes, I do. <laughs> you don't want Tony Don? No. How dare you? Get out. How dare you? I'm yeah. trying to think. What would be the funniest merger, like, in general, just if the two teams had to merge? Forcing the Tigers and Bulldogs fans to merge because they're both insane. That would be pretty good. That would be fun. Or Penrith and South for the same reason. Penrith and South, good, good reason. Or Newcastle with, like, Canberra. Yep. Two chip on the shoulder <laughs> fan bases. And they, they're, like, rivals in inverted commas as well, to an extent. Yeah. It'd be funny. Or like, let's merge the Gold Coast with Manly. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then pick whatever spot is halfway between Northern Beaches and the Gold Coast, and that's the new home. Newcastle. I think it's slightly further away. <laughs> it's further Newcastle. after that, yes. It's probably like Coffs Harbour. Yeah, what would be another good merger? I don't think I don't think South Roosters would be funny as it would be. It nearly happened. Yeah. It nearly happened in the 90s. Fun. Yeah. People forget. Yeah, but definitely insane fan bases. Like, you Can get, you imagine how bad that would have been? For for who? For everyone. For like, imagine any other sporting organization in the world going, "Hey, let's take these two teams with a hundred years of tradition and blend them together." Oh wait, they did do that with two other teams. Yeah. At the same. Oh god. Yeah. yeah ridiculous. No, should should have blended those two together as well. No. It would it be have. like the? Would they've been the Roosters or the Rabbitohs? What was on the design on the mocks? Oh well, the Roosters had all the money, so I think so, you could, yeah. it would have been more like it would have like, been a Northern it would have been Eagles, Sydney Roosters, yeah, South in, in small text, Sydney Roosters, the South. Sydney Roosters, would it? Yeah, and you've been taken over. Well, I think at the time they were still Eastern Suburbs, so they would have probably just been called the Sydney Roosters. The Southeastern Suburb Roosters. The, the Sydney Roosters Sydney probably Roos- would have been the name. <laughs> yeah, they would have gone yeah, back. It would yeah. have been an absolute disaster. Yeah, and you would have got like, yeah, you'd been like Illawarra Dragons. You'd be like on the third strip of the year. It's weird. We yeah. wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't. wouldn't. You wouldn't be here? You'd I just don't know. Hang yourself, you're saying. Well, no, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know if I would have, like, cared about rugby league as much. Mm. Although, I guess if that had happened, I would have been quite young at the time, like, quite young. So. Who knows? Yeah, but it uh, would be a Roosters fan, probably, and that would be very strange. Yeah, well, my uh, my missus being a foreigner, she just thinks, well, if your team gets losing, just change teams. Is she a big Ian Ribbon fan? So, no. 
Oh. But she's telling me, oh, the Broncos keep losing. Just move to go to a better team. They're shit. So, young, you could have just, yeah, gone to a better team. I don't have any yeah. other Russian players that I know. You don't? <laughs> no. Uh, Andre Arshavin. Warwick Ahern says, should all centers be worried of great supporting fullbacks taking their spots going forward? Um, I think I think it doesn't help that center is really weak at the moment. Yeah. And also, there's a lot of guys at a lot of clubs that want to play fullback who don't. Yeah. But no, there's also like Tommy Turbo again. He's in that rare... Are you saying Josh Hoffman's ahead of the curve? <laughs> no. Are you <laughs> Very sure? Very behind the curve. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Tommy Turbo had a fantastic game and great in support. But yeah. You know? He's just one of those guys who's got to be there. He's really good. Yeah. Obviously, he's on the wing. Those He might not get those opportunities. He might not be able to roam as much. But uh, but yeah, he, he was fantastic as we know. Mario Siegs won. With Perth being so good for visiting New South Wales teams... South and Manly also have had success there. With Parramatta moving, they potentially give them the success they so desperately crave. <laughs> Smart. Trying to take the heat off Manly moving. But yeah, about no, it's like, come on, you literally mentioned your, you mentioned your tweet about Manly success there. It's like, yeah, why don't we get the natural movement there with your lot and send you right over there? Uh, that's all the questions. I like that Twitter like, has identified him as a low-quality account. And so yeah. his questions are always last because it buries them at the bottom. hidden at You have to click it. view to, <laughs> to read mean, them. Are you calling them wrong? No, <laughs> no. I, I I don't question the algorithms. I just merely wanted to discuss that it amused me. Have we blasted out like an hour podcast here? Uh, this is the shortest podcast we've ever done. Is it an hour? It's not. We haven't even hit an hour. There you go. It's yeah. I mean, this is must comfortably be the shortest we've ever done. I mean, but hey, when only when you were too drunk to remember the hey, internationals on Saturday, and yeah. there was only two other games to break down. Um, yeah, and I think we'll probably spend it again as we did with Origin, previewing the next one, spend a lot more time on it. But I think everyone knows that Qu- Queensland put out one of their worst performances you ever. You also can't break down a result that's so one-sided well, it. Like to the, any great extent. The, bl- the Blues, tried, the Blues did hammer them, but I thought Qu- Queensland capitulated and that, that was that was pretty much it. And then the quality Blues players like Maloney, Tedesco, Tavoyevic took control. And you, I did enjoy you trying to blame Gerard Sutton. No, I'm not trying to blame him at all. <laughs> No, I, so I thought the game was really grubby early on not, and there wasn't enough penalties early at the start of the game. But yeah, but I, guess, I took that as you refs faulting because it's funnier that way. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like you get, they get told not to blow penalties. Like, I don't say they get told, but there's such a focus on penalties in origin. You feel like these things just don't get called. But yeah. No, the, ref, the refs were fine. I mean, the, the penalty try call was, was perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, when Maloney got murdered, they did, they did call a penalty on that. But, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the series goes from here. But more interesting to see the NRL season actually starting to take back off now. I'm looking forward to that more than anything else. I definitely enjoyed a week off watching Darius Boy play for my club. That was nice. I can't relate to that. Yeah, uh, but uh, we got all the Wayne without any of the Darius. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty great. It has been. But um, that uh, I guess I'll find out tomorrow when he's named at fullback again. When I have to put up my pain on Saturday. But uh, but yeah, whatever. Poor guy. He really is just sort of trundling to the end, isn't he? He's enjoying himself though. That's oh, what's he's killing having me. a great old time. <laughs> and so are we. Um, and I hope you all have a great old week and we will see you next time. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Say that, everyone. Thanks. Goodbye from me.